Hey, AfterBuzz TV fans, tune in for the Limitless After Show. This is part one of the season finale. Finale part one, tune in. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There's a little Taylor Swift for you guys. Come on, sing it, Amanda. I'm not Jump actually right going to sing it. No. You're just going to sing along. Right, you can... For those of you guys she not watching on YouTube, she's <laughs> lip-syncing like a pro. Uh, I should we be have... on lip-sync battle. You should. You should. Rocking be on Taylor Swift. Um, we had to throw the tribute. Obviously, there was the NZT party where they were all about Taylor Swift and her soon to be taking over the world. Um, Which I you, agree with. Do you think so? <laughs> of course. Well, I, I feel like Taylor on NZT is a force to be reckoned with. I, I will agree. agree to that. She does write her own stuff, which props to that. How many cats do you think she would have if she was on <laughs> NZT? I don't know. Speaking of cats, though, fun fact, uh, Jake, the actor we know of as Brian on Limitless has a very large cat. Uh, this was brought to my attention tonight as another AfterBuzz host is a big fan. She follows him on, on Instagram. Check out the cat. Seriously. Yeah, he check posts it on Jake. Instagram yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's it, but it's like a freakish, it's like almost scary large. Like it's it's bigger than most dogs. So please, like the it's cat. the cat. It's large. I mean, look for photos that like show it to scale against like shoes you know, bathtubs. It's like in a sink and it's like overflowing out of the sink. So it's like the size of a, of a small baby. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, how some cats are like morbidly obese. This is, it's not that bad. It's, it's just a large feline. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's sad to see. It's worth checking out. It's worth your time, people. I Instagram. can't, I'm going to go do that right now. Do it. I'm done with Jump the show. On. Go for it. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the episode. This is the finale part one. I thought it was really great. How'd you guys feel? Your initial reactions? Well, I just want to do intros real quick. We we didn't get a chance oh, to do that, Jesus. everybody. I'm so excited. Yeah. I know. The Taylor's ready and to the go. Cats. Man, there was got a me lot. all frazzled. Um, yes, let's let's introduce ourselves. Cool. Um, I'm JB. You guys can follow me at Hey John Blake alongside the full panel for Limitless, Amanda. Hello, everybody. I'm Amanda. You can find me at AmandaFTA31. And I'm Frank Myrano. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. So let's go. Let's go, Frank M. Let's talk about the episode. What? I mean, like, I think we can let the cat out of the bag as we... Wow. Dude, so much cat talk. So We're gonna creative. end that. We're going to end that now. Um, but let's talk about the big reveal that Brewster is kind of a setup. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see that coming? Was that like a huge surprise for you? You know, obviously, Sans is behind it, which we'll get to. But let's talk about Brewster because he is a new character mm -hmm. that we haven't seen before. Um, initial thoughts from from how, where we started with him to where we ended. Yeah, I felt like there was something going on with him from the beginning because things wrapped up too neatly with them going out and finding the factory where the NZT was being made. And a couple of people out there on Twitter were using that hashtag Limitless. You can also use our hashtag, which is ABTV Limitless. And some really um, good tweets out there. This is from a guy named uh, Joe Masseri II. He's at 
Manipathic. He said, crazy twist end on part one of the hashtag limitless finale. Everything was too neat and clean. Brian was right on track. Love this show. Um, a couple other people loved the Legion of whom I uh, thought that was really funny. And, um, Wesley Harris, who is at Wesley Harris five said, let the mad N Z T chaos begin. Uh, so it was <laughs> a, uh, a truly chaotic episode. Um, the N Z T is spread widespread throughout the city. And then of course you have, you know, the twist, like you were talking about with Brewster, um, who, Broke in and busted Sands out, which is not something I saw coming for for these final two episodes. But Sands is back out into the world, and uh, it's going to cause a ruckus next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm really excited. He surprised me with with how much uh, forethought was planned, sort of before he got in. I mean, last episode we saw the team Brian and Rebecca sort of get the better of him. Uh, you know, Rebecca being on NCT, she was pretty much unstoppable. But there's more to Sans than than meets the eye. I think that he like he really surprised me. If he was manufacturing um, NZT behind the scenes, it does kind of make sense that he would have had some fail safes in place. Maybe taken NZT as well, um, if not surrounding himself with an army of NZT people to kind of formulate some security, some. Some some stuff to protect him. He's got to mm-hmm. insulate himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, being the headmaster, I guess, of the Legion of Whom. Again, you know that you're. It's a risky position to be in. So you would have to really tread softly. Um, taking on the the FBI <laughs> is also not something to be taken lightly. So you definitely have to. Be careful to cover your tracks, um, not only ones you, you have taken, but plan for the future as well. Yeah, as far as Brewster, I knew that he was trouble since... I knew that he was trouble from the beginning since he walked since in. Since he walked in. You know, right. totally. And I... Well, but I just thought that he was going to be some type of love of interest for Rebecca or some type of... Something for her to... Some challenge for her or challenge between her and Brian, like something like that. I didn't realize how far they were going to take it, but I love that they did that. I thought it was great. And then as far as Sans, it's so funny because I used to think that he was like the mastermind villain, especially mm. when he had that table. And last week you guys were kind of like, what? What are you talking about? But now I actually... I don't know if he's... I think he's a, I think he's a bad guy, but I don't know if he's as bad as I think he is. I think there might be some underlying theme or or piece of the puzzle that we don't know that actually shows that he's trying to do the right thing. Who, Brewster? No, Sans. Sans. Oh, really? Oh, he so just blew up 12 people. He did. He did. He did he but did. they were working for Mora. Maybe Mora is really the bad person. I don't know. That's a that's a tough position to take. I'm just prediction, Amanda. Well, Ooh, clearly okay. I already gave my prediction. So you're so, so you're, you're Team Sans then. If I'm not Team Sans, I'm just thinking outside the box. Right. Right. Don't want to commit yet. That's fine. I thought he was a That's huge fine. villain, and then something about today made me think he—they might not be. There might be an ulterior motive that's not as bad as we think it is. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think the Brewster character—he uh, did surprise me a little bit. I mean, the, the actor Jacob Pitts. Uh, I remember from Euro Trip. Um, <laughs> He really played it well. I thought that his performance, like, completely sold on him because it was it was very underplaying it. Like, he 
had a very soft um, kind of air about him. It wasn't like your typical FBI like dude that was all hard fast and and really aggressive. He kind of like took a, a more sidecar role a little bit. Um, you know where he he was new to the team, but he was pushing things forward in a non-pushy way. He wasn't trying to take control. He was contributing, like even in the in the boardroom scene, he mm-hmm. had contributing thoughts to help the case, but never wanted to take complete control. Never wanted to steer it in a way too aggressively. Um, when they got to the the warehouse where uh, Jacoby was, you know, he kind of laid out the facts and allowed Rebecca to sort of make the call, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I think there's a lot of subtlety to how he was playing it, which kind of added up when um, Brian was like, oh, did, did you guys, like, you know, whose plan was this? He's the, when he figured everything out, um, and it was all revealed that, you know, he was hiding it. He was possibly on NZT, but he was purposely talking slow. He was purposely being, you know, like going the other direction so you wouldn't think he was on NZT. I'm surprised that the eye flare, though, didn't didn't happen. But maybe yeah. he's wearing, like, special contacts or has some awesome eye drops. Or is just good know. at knowing what to do in that situation. Yeah, maybe he can well, control his when, eyes. When his character first came in, I just thought that was the actor making a choice to be like that, and then when it all came together and I realized what was actually going on, I, I just thought it was it was very, it was a great creative choice. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like... So the, I was like, why is he talking like that? The situation <laughs> right before the raid um, is probably pretty tense. I mean, we saw even Rebecca was kind of amped up. She was like, oh, I'm on the phone. She was a little frazzled. Like, whenever you're about to do a raid on a building that doesn't expect you, like, you know, you're with SWAT kind of gearing up, that's got to be a very tense moment. Um, sure. And he sort of did, like, the pregame speech for everybody, and it was, again, very sort of mellow and, and, and almost melancholy where he was just like, guys, I want to see eyes open out there. Hmm. Like, you know, he was just saying it very matter-of-fact, uh, very much so without emotion. Um, so that was... It was interesting watching it, but I didn't obviously add it up that he was on NCT hiding it and there was this whole master plan behind everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but a great twist at the end of the great episode. and propels twist. us into the second part of the finale, which is coming next week. And we saw some scenes... Um, in a preview at the end of this episode, and it looks like the tension's really going to be amped up. And I thought it was especially the case in this episode where everything stepped up a notch. Everything mm-hmm. felt more important. Every right. scene felt like a clue that you had to really pay attention to. And, you know, I stopped it a couple times and rewound a couple of details that were coming at us during the episode because a, a lot of this is happening quickly and all of our main characters are moving around and, and Brian's not at the FBI anymore. So um, those scenes are segmented. You'll have mm-hmm. Brian with his family, then the FBI, and then whatever is going on with Sands. Uh, in different ways so they're not um, in the same scenes anymore they're not communicating the way that they were before Um, so you really have to pay attention as all this is happening Um, yeah no I love how this episode it didn't feel like anything was procedural like from the beginning where we start like Brian's fired it's sort of all big story stuff like we Mm -hmm. learn about what what his situation is now that he's not at the FBI he's working at like this 
electronics store like mini Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, selling TVs. Which by the way, and he's not even yeah. good at it. It it happened really quickly that all of a sudden he's back with his family and he's got a job and it's really only been two weeks in in well, real life time. No, he, he said uh, it was a month. Actually. Oh, it was yeah, a month later. Month. Okay. Yeah. That so, he's wow. since he's been at the FBI, it's been. And a month. it's your family. If you explain to them everything. Well, yeah, the the uh, living situation. I can I can. It just surprises me that it took a month because at the end of the last episode, it seemed like Brian's next move was to go out and hunt for Piper, and for him to not have find found her after thirty days, that that presents a challenge for me because I thought that. Brian, his entire focus is Piper, mm-hmm. and we, we come back, like you said, which I missed, and I apologize, he, he comes back a month later, and doesn't seem at all close, and mm-hmm. there's no clue, and a month is a really long time, right. so I, I guess for me that, that didn't ring quite true, I would have thought that the this the, these events pick up right where we left off, and Brian is off on his mission to try and Fair find enough. Piper. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, I mean, I... I do believe. I feel like we're forgetting how 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 um, neutral Brian, like how far back he really is, and how not necessarily like dense because he he means well and I think he tries hard. It's just his capabilities are so far reduced from what he's able to do on NZT. I mean, he still has that like Brian accessibility with his personality present when he's on NZT so it's easy to forget like where he stops and the real Brian begins yeah I think but, that's a valid point but I also think there's a flip side where if you lose somebody you love mm. for 30 days I mean people freak out after 48 hours if they can't find the right. person that they love and especially in this case where Brian knows that Piper is being held somewhere by Sans's people mm-hmm. right I thought the 30 day thing didn't make a lot of sense I thought it only served to create distance between Brian and the FBI mm-hmm. and to potentially get Brian back in with his family. But maybe he knew that he had to right lay now. low and the fact that he was still having lunches or breakfast with Rebecca maybe showed that he needed to get her back kind of on his side or gain some type of trust back and just kind of lay low for a while before he could start to really get into it. Yeah, well, just also, a thought. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, they made a decision to to go with that for the reason. Well, I guess he it was, just wasn't clear. Well, yeah, he I, was really at rock bottom, and it's it's like, where do you go as as a writer? Not I am not right. a writer, but if thinking from a writer's perspective, like where do you go? Well, I don't that? think he didn't find her from for lack of trying. I think that he really was doing everything he could, but in normal Brian world, like that isn't a lot. Like we saw him hmm. struggling to sell a TV set, like. Yeah. You know, he had a flash of uh, <laughs> kind of a relapse of an NZT wave, and he like was able to kind of close the sale in that moment. But before he that, like, he literally can't days. even yeah. can't even focus on selling like a TV, like selling one thing. Um, like that's so simple. You know, <laughs> even and I think the fact that his dad was so involved with you know asking favors at work. You know, this investigator, you know, putting his reputation sort of on the line means that Brian has sort of been doing what he can. Obviously, it's not a lot because he's not very productive without NZT. Mm-hmm. But I think he has been trying to focus. We saw him um, without NZT kind of struggling with the, uh, like, sculpture that he built with all the, the cards from the... Um, from the board, he was showing his sister and I think uh, his older brother 
um, and his and child. <laughs> and child in the garage. So he has been doing things, but uh, again, I don't think his action items are very refined because he doesn't know what to do. Like he doesn't have the the normal capability of, of figuring out. Okay, I can move from this board of Legion of whom to kind of add these things up. He doesn't have like he. I feel like he wants to find Piper really bad, but he just doesn't have the ability to make the connections on onto like how to do that. Sure, right. I, I'm probably talking it to death, but I just feel like <laughs> if you've missed somebody for thirty days, you you'd be getting pretty desperate at that right. point, and and be kind of like freaking out that you can't yeah. find them. And we sort of pick up the action in this episode, and Brian's kind of like, "I'm doing my presentation, and here's what I know," and it's just sort of the gravity of not having somebody that you love after 30 days and not being any closer wasn't there. Hmm. Um, but anyway, I mean... It, well, yeah, it's actually choice, been, uh, yeah. been longer than 30 days because she was gone before um, the last episode. Right, right. yeah. So, so it's been it's been some time. Yeah, like, it was like the stakes weren't high missing. enough for whatever reason. That's uh, what I think it was. Like, yeah. For me, that, that, that beginning part should have been a, a scene of desperation and, and, you know, he's there with his family, but... We hate Rachel, so don't even pay attention <laughs> yeah. to Rachel. And so I, great to see Rachel again. I mean, if I'm Not. staging that, you, you know, you fa- have Brian just face the board, and he's kind of talking to himself and his family is is there seeing that he's he, he's working on that, right. but it's not as a sort of show. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, that, that other than that, though, um, I thought the action really picked up and, and things started right. to get moving. I just thought, and I thought all through this episode until you guys had just told me that this was all. You know, right a day after, or two right. after the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, no, and I think that's the naiveness of Brian. I mean, they could have done a, a better job, I guess, explaining that, you know, he has been wasting so much time on this fool's errand, if you will. Because even his dad was saying, like, these type of people that take someone aren't going to just, like keep her alive for months and months exactly. like they're yeah. like she's a enemy for them they're going to take care of it like you know and i think uh, just a credit to Brian's character always being like the glass half full optimist that he is he, you know he's a child at heart like he doesn't want to believe that anything's not going to happen like he probably still believes that like you know, all dogs go to heaven and, <laughs> and stay there, you know? Um, well, they do. And that tore my totally heart do. apart when he was, like, when he didn't solve the case, or didn't think he solved the case at first when they thought that they got the other guy. Was it Jacoby? Jo- uh, yes, yeah. Jacoby. Jacoby. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know why I was wrong. Like, what happened? Like, my heart was pouring out of my chest. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> he was just like, why out. am I wrong? <laughs> Well, he wasn't. As and he turned. wasn't. Yeah, yeah he and wasn't, of course. I think that was to give us a little bit of foreshadowing as an audience that of things course. weren't quite settled here. Right. And I did like that Brian was not on NZT, but yet was figuring things out in a way. And he said that he had moments of clarity where all of a sudden he could sell the TV. Right. And that was, it, it felt like NZT for him, but it wasn't NZT because he wasn't on it. And it sort of gave me a confidence that maybe one day Brian could walk away from NZT, but access a different part of his personality that pushes him to another level. Hmm. Like you were talking about before, JB, you know, it's been 30 days, but that just gets to Brian's naivete and, and, you know, unmotivation when he's not on it. But I thought that was a little bit of a hint that Brian can 
be someone who rises to a, another level mentally even without the pill. Um, I, I took it as a little clue there. Yeah, no, I really like that that idea that you just said, Frank. Um, you know, I think that they were, like, now replaying parts of the episode, it does make sense that, you know, they may have been planting little seeds of that. Just Brian's, pro, like, there were several times um, where he had NZT that didn't, it, but wasn't using it. Right. You know, uh, sort of after he came down in... Um, his new workplace, the new office, <laughs> the new HQ, um, the Best Buy, basically, he was still working and grinding away and, and even at home was working on, on the project and trying to figure out clues without NZT, knowing that he had like a bag full of it. You know, eventually he ended up using it and that's sort of where all the answers came flooding in, but it was interesting how far he got without it and I could see a lot more process for him. So maybe maybe you are right, where he can learn sort of the the physical steps of what he does to, to attack a problem while on NZT and still remember that. You know, I think that because he was sort of a um, nobody, like just this like failed band musician he didn't really have any practice at all being successful or you know problem solving or doing anything legitimate really and now that he's done so many great things like at least he can walk away with you know some procedural takeaways of like okay here we discussed the problem then we Mm -hmm. like put all the evidence together and then like you know visualize it Maybe you can just take like those practices into account and that kind of can move him along in a future where he won't have NZT, but still be able to, you know, function. Yeah. The question will be is if we can get all the NZT off the streets, because apparently it's so widespread now where even, you know, um, oh, um, um, Brian can get it just by going to a party. Right. Um, with his buddy and yeah. they can it's so widely available now that the cat's out of the bag and I don't know how it gets all back in no exactly I mean I love the that whole um, element to this episode NZT breaks loose on the street yeah. like people are taking it they get to you know interview a bunch of different people we get a lot of different perspectives of people on NZT obviously there's the um, Taylor Swift fan base that sure. comes up. Conversation, um, Illuminati, I mean, Beyonce, something. The, the whole NZT party was so awesome. They yeah, had like the cool. uh, the hallway of straws yep. that was so yeah. clever and and just had such a cool club look. Um, then, you know, they the Rube Goldberg sort of like pull me to get a beer poured perfectly. The shot like, domino glasses thing. that they had the domino. Um, yeah, the shot glasses, exactly. There were so many cool things that they played with to have like an NZT party. Like what if a bunch of people were getting messed up on, on NZT? Yeah. You know, like what would that look like? I, I thought they had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And especially when people are using it recreationally. So that's yeah. like, they're not trying to solve crime. They're <laughs> yeah. trying to make a hallway of straws. Right. And I just think that the, like I've said this before, the props are absolutely unbelievable on the show. Like they should be nominated. Yeah, the, the art Honestly, team. Prop masters well done. killed it. Yeah, imagine making that. That thing was huge. You, yeah. There was like multiple walkways in that straw. Like, like there is fort. there is a group of people out there that made that. Yeah. 
Made it look so that awesome. That was their day job. It for did look really good. Days. I know. I'm like I'm half amazed by them and half jealous of them that that's their job. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds so fun. They really outdid themselves this they episode. They really and did. Because you're you're given this gift of this awesome world. Like, hey, this is a party where everybody's on this drug. So yeah. go out and have fun with it. And I'm sure just coming up with the different visuals and and the fun little projects that they had, the Taylor Smith or Taylor Swift. <laughs> Pure, uh, pyramid yeah. Yeah. and that they created was really interesting too so um, yeah this this goes the back to the party looked awesome I want to go the, the party Just looked saying. fun and it, it created you know it furthered the show's visual style which is you know very bright and saturated colors mm-hmm. um, but intricately woven projects and, and things that catch your eye uh, I can remember one of my favorite visuals of the season was when um, Brian was smelling certain uh, he could see smells mm-hmm. and, right. and that sort of green trail helped him to find things. And I thought all throughout the season, there's been really cool things to watch. Even just the fact that every time he takes NCT, everything becomes kind of yellow. Right. It's and we just, had a lot it's, it's of great. those effects this, this episode because, yeah. you know, most of it was Brian not on NCT, right. yeah. which was a real big change. I, I feel like this episode, I mean, maybe the, the pilot because like before he w- interacted with the drug, this may have had the most non-NCT Brian of any episode that we've seen. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but it was cool to see him attempting to solve the crime, to right. get back in his good graces with Rebecca. He shows up to the CJC trying to have a meeting and show her what he's learned, and and Brewster walked in there, if you notice yeah. that. So that that's, was a big scene because at that point we didn't know what was going on with Brewster, and Brian is yeah. there essentially trying to, and he doesn't know this at the time, but point out that Brewster is the guy who's setting all this up. Right. Yeah. I thought he was just being a cock blocker at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, (laughs) but yeah. I think it's okay. That's what I I thought. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure now that um, the secret's out, Brewster is, you know, not caught but exposed as as a traitor. I don't think he and Rebecca are going to be getting together I know, I know. But I'm always going to stay true to that. Forever. Wait, no, who, uh... Brian and Brecca? Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, Brecca. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's the long game. But then also but with... He's with Piper now, all right, Amanda? Just okay. cool your jets Okay. Brecca. I'm not even... I'm not going to even validate that with a response. I'm done. <laughs> wow. So anyway, hey. about something else. I think that Brian really does, even though he can kind of go back to his old ways and just live a normal life, when he was having that conversation with Grover, his new buddy at the store yeah and Grover was like dude we can do all this stuff on the drugs we so awesome you could see in Brian's face that he was bored out of his mind and that he didn't want to live this life mm. he, like he was and then later in the episode he says to Rebecca I really miss investigating I miss doing all of that so I feel like even though you know we we say oh he can go back to just being a normal guy I don't know if he can I think it's driving him crazy Especially when Grover's, like, talking about all this stuff that you can tell Brian, maybe in the past, Brian would find that to be awesome, and is now just like, okay, dude, please stop. Well, yeah, I don't think it's just the NZT that he likes. I think he yeah. he wants to be involved yeah. with the FBI, and it's that lifestyle that's really attractive That's what to I him. mean, though. Like, he can't just go right. back to being, like, a guy with a 9-to-5, like, playing music. He needs right. to be involved <laughs> with the FBI, or, or even, I don't know, become a police officer, or something like that. Right. Because, I mean, there, there were so many instances, this episode specifically, that they made, they really, like, brought back the drug culture of NCT and how it is, 
you know, illicit materials. We had like the club party scene where it's like sort of sort of a rave, a very different one, um, hmm. of course. Um, you know, that we had drug dealers, we had, you know, people getting killed. Um, obviously the hangover was much more visually apparent um, and talked about. But Brian didn't have a hangover. Exactly. Well, he, so yeah. do you think it's because he had a, his existing shot is wearing off? Because the flip side, my other thought was maybe that the shot he hasn't needed since the first one that he got. That was a permanent immunity. Ooh, yeah, that would be I a thought twist. that too. That would be a twist. But then there was an episode where well, no, he did he, get he didn't get a shot afterwards. Yeah, he didn't get a shot and he came down. But maybe they made an improvement in the shot to where he doesn't need it anymore. Uh, it was a curious point that he did not have a hangover at all. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. as he's taking more without the shot and without getting the piper to get the enzyme, that that'll be our biggest clue is if his health continues to go down. Um, because the more he takes, the worse his symptoms are going to be. And, right. you know, that's going to be the biggest clue. Yeah. If, if he's healthy right. throughout all the next episode, I think that question becomes answered for all of us. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I I don't know why, because the last shot that he got, I believe, was from Sands. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know if, Saying, like I, it's sort of like a tight leash to keep Brian on or to keep anyone on is that need for for the antidotes. I don't know if he would have done that and just kind of risked having it be a ruse and knowing that if things went south that he wouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, I mean, that's my main reason for thinking that it's still just temporary. Um but we'll see. I mean, Brian really showed his ability to not need or fiend for NCT. I mean, granted, he didn't get the hangovers that bad, but he was definitely trying to work off of it. Uh, it was only sort of when he hit a dead end that he was like, okay, I'm going to let's just let's just do this right. <laughs> and figured <laughs> everything out immediately. So, you know, that, again, just reinforces my thoughts of, of how Brian really wants like, it's the process that excites him, and he doesn't really have any feelings for NCT other than the fact that it's nice to be able to connect the dots super quickly. Right. Um, because he, like, blew open the case in just a, a few hours and figured out everything. That's right. Um, including where they were about to raid, like, this uh, plane hangar um, owned by or with the, the private jet for Eddie Moore. Eddie Moore. That was crazy when he came in with that car. Yeah. The, the, the last... The last part of the episode escalated so quickly, and the pace was so fast. It was unbelievable. Yes. Like, it just reminded me of how, unfortunately, and it's probably just because of society and today, like, in order to keep our attention, things have to move so fast. And they have to really, like, constant, like, the action and everything, and just the, the furthering of the plot needs to be... So fast, or else we get bored. It was almost it's interesting. It was almost too fast for me at the end. I oh, agree I with you. <laughs> I, I agree with you perfect. that it was fun, and and we picked up a lot. But Brian's speed telling him exactly what's happening, and and all this is going on, and you missed it. And it's mm. there was a lot to process in that moment. I do agree with you that it was a lot of fun at the end, and it truly, truly changed things. One thing I want to point out though about that scene that. Bradley Cooper wasn't there. He didn't. Uh, Ed, Edward Morrow, excuse me, uh, was not there. He knew that it was coming, obviously, uh, really? and didn't take that flight to go get arrested. Um, so 
I, I think he knows what's going on here with the FBI coming after him, and he didn't want to be in a position where he was going to be arrested and made a change at, at the last minute. Um, so, I mean, But why does Sands hate Eddie Mora? That's is what, it just greed? Is it just power? Well, we don't know what Eddie Mora just, made Sands do. I mean, if you exactly, forced Exactly, like, I just think to, there's more... Yeah. Obviously, there's more pieces to the puzzle, but I just... That's why I, I don't know if he's just an evil villain. There has to be something behind it. Yeah, we well, just, I mean... We just don't want to believe it, Sands is a bad guy. No, I, di- I was the one that said he was a bad guy from the beginning. Now you have switched. I haven't switched. I just think there's more to this. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, they're, they could still be working together. I mean, we've only That's seen, true. like... Um, Eddie Morris say like, oh no, he went rogue. Like, yeah, like you know, that's think, the only yeah. evidence that we really have. Yeah, Sans is bad, but I think Eddie, Eddie Moore is worse. Right. I mean, they were, had worked together for so long to see them, you know, or hear that they're like on the outs and that they're you know against each other, but never having seen a direct conflict. Like, I feel like if they were really enemies, why wouldn't they have taken each other out? Right. Like, is Eddie Moore really not smart enough to track down Sands and this whole Legion of Whom? Exactly. Like, if, with the Legion of Whom, like, would Sands not be able to get to Moore, or at least some of his people, or, or I've threatened him, uh, with exposure earlier. You know, he whipped that out in the jail cell, sort of as, obviously, part of the master plan to get out. Right. But he was willing to play the card then, like, why wouldn't, wouldn't he have done that earlier if they were really enemies. A lot to think about. I'm holding my tongue to predictions because okay. I have one on okay. this. A good one? Um, I can't wait. Well, yeah, I let's, cannot wait. Fair enough. Well, yeah, let's, let's see if there's anything else we want to discuss before we I know, I'm looking at my notes. I mean, this is only part one of the finale. It's yeah. a lot of good stuff, and I think that maybe is why they ramp things up sort of um, towards the end because it was just like, let's fuel the fire before you know it explodes which was awesome i mean it was very exciting i almost have to watch it again because so much happened that's very true i i agree with you i when i was going through it i was like oh i i gotta watch this again and and catch the details that i may have missed watching it the first time because you're right there was so much happening this episode and it's gotten to what we've talked about for a long time here is focusing on the core characters Mm -hmm. letting them interact with each other and not worrying about whole lot of outside stuff i mean we were we are primarily focused on the spine of this show which is the nzt pill and its its effects on the people that use it and that's when this show is most interesting when that is the focus i get the case of the week thing and i get that he likes to solve crimes at the fbi but this is when this show is at its best and it's very telling that this is what they focus on at the end of the season right i mean one set of details I wish we had a little bit more time for in the end was who those people were that they set up and, and Sands ultimately killed with the, the car explosion. Yeah. You know, we heard that they are anymore as people. They are obviously scientists and, and sort of other corrupt officials and, and people in the NZT thing making it easier for, for certain people. But because they're killed... You know that's a that's a big loose end. I mean, obviously it's on purpose to not give us too many details, but right. you know to have them round up all these people, and you know we we didn't get really any information about them other than they were quote unquote working for Eddie Mora um, and involved in NZT and some type of cover up. You know I, I wish we got some more details so it would make their their death a little bit more shocking and 
and uh, leave a bigger cliffhanger. But you know, maybe that is on, on purpose to keep us in the dark for for something bigger coming up. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they've got something up their sleeve. I know. Ah, I can't wait. Let's, uh, let's. I really do. Well, yeah. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about before we jump in? I mean, just that they had a shout out to Damn Daniel. That was pretty funny. Damn, yes. Damn Daniel. The uh, the pop culture references. Dusty so man. Damn. <laughs> It's just it's pretty so great. Bad. We got T Swift and Damn Daniel. I'm surprised they didn't talk about any white vans yeah. or anything. Back like. at it again with the white vans. It's just like so funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's a big fan. Oh my Daniel. goodness. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote that in huge letters. It was very important to me, clearly. Um well yeah, that's about it. pop culture references aside, let's talk about predictions. Let's do it. All right, Frank, you teased us pretty hardcore sure. a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, I'll give you a junior one and then the big one. So the junior <laughs> one is that uh, Piper is not dead, and uh, Brian is going to see her next episode. And that ultimately, I think she is not going to stay with him. I, I don't think they will stay together. I think that Piper may have been converted while she was has mm-hmm. been held by the Sands organization and she's always hated Eddie Mora so let's not forget that right um so Sands may have shown her a different way and I think she may try to recruit Brian to come onto their team um so I think the that may Sands happen Piper the team. Sands Piper team but I ultimately the think that will team. not happen because Mr. Sands is going to die <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's going to die. I, I don't think Eddie Mora next and... Next episode or and next season? Next episode. I, I don't think they Sands and Mora can exist in the same world together. There's too much exploding out there. And Mora, mm-hmm. previous to this show in the world that we've come to know, controlled the amount of access that there was to NZT. He had Sands go out there and take out all the dealers and the users of NZT before, we focused episodes upon that action. So I think you're going to see the Mora organization engage in the next episode and start to crack down on the NZT that's out there, and it's ultimately going to lead to a confrontation between Eddie Mora and Sands. And we're going to get a lot of the background information that you talked about, Amanda. You know, mm-hmm. you've said that you don't think Sands, there's another motive there. And I think that's when the information is going to come out, is when you have that final scene between Sands and Mora. And I don't think Mora's going to pull out a gun and shoot him. I, I think it would be something more sneaky, maybe in the blend of the NZT that Sands took before. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to survive. Uh, the next episode, which is a shame because it's a great character, so part of me hopes that I'm wrong, but I really think there's a confrontation coming, and I don't think both characters can continue on in the season two. Wow, interesting. Whoa, that was real. I don't even deep. know how to compete with pretty that. Pretty deep stuff. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that I think Mike and Ike should come back. Okay. <laughs> and I want to know what's going on with uh, Mike and Rachel's relationship. I care nothing about. Yeah, Rachel. I, I agree with JB. <laughs> Why do you care about Rachel at all? That's true. I care about Mike, not Rachel. Yeah, there we yeah go. I, I care I, about Mike I think, and Ike. I feel like Ike should be happy, but not with her. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I agree with you. I think everything you said was actually quite brilliant. Oh, I liked it a lot. Um, 
Because I do. I think there's I think there's more layers to the story. I think there's something going on between Mora and Sans that we don't know. And it could be that Sans is doing the right thing. However, I do think Brian wouldn't go over I don't know if he would go over with Sans and do anything like and help him out. I think yeah. he would stay neutral because Eddie Mora has also kind of helped him in a way. I just I don't know. It'll be but unexpected. I, I really, I really hope that there's something that we're just not seeing that we're totally right. missing, and we'll be so surprised next week by what happens. Well, we had a lot yeah. of surprises so far. We have. Um, I we predict ha- me going, "Oh my god, <laughs> what just happened?" That's my, that's my prediction. Um, ooh, let's see. I'm gonna take some of what you said, Frank. Sure. Um, it's similar but different. I do. I'm gonna. I'll get on the Sands getting killed next episode wow, okay. bandwagon, which is pretty big. <laughs> so I think I, you've convinced me for sure. I was not thinking that until you said it. Now it's definitely wow. adding up. But I think it's going to happen in a different way. I think that um, he and Eddie Mora are actually working together okay. and still. And it's all just kind of a big setup to make sure that, like, you know – diffusing the responsibility a little bit, kind of creating um, different, uh, like, loose ends. And and I think that he's going to get killed by Piper. I think she's going to somehow escape, kill Sans, but because of that, she is going to be on the run in in a hopeful season two. Um, and so that sort of strings Brian along to, to go find her. Or what if Brian kills him? I don't, I don't think Brian can kill someone. Morally not capable. Yeah, I don't think he yeah, could. Morally can't. No. Uh, unless, San, unless it's self-defense. Unless Sans comes after Interesting. But, I mean, Piper's been prepared to kill Eddie Moore. Like, she uh, she tried to assassinate him already. That's right. That's so, true. if she did reveal that you know, he, they were working together. Even if they weren't. Like, she's been in captivity for, like, two months. She's probably a little angry. Probably a little T.O.'d. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think that she is going to break out or get free somehow, whether it's with Brian's help or, or not. I mean, she's a pretty crafty person that's obviously been on NZT for a while. And if she's smart enough to create an antidote, I'm pretty sure she's smart enough to figure her way out of... Uh, whatever Sans has cooked up, especially if he's, you know, playing around with the idea of, of letting her go. I don't think he would do that if she was completely dead, in case the his master plan didn't didn't fall through um, exactly as he planned. But it's gonna be interesting. I, I really like this Sans getting killed idea. I mean, <laughs> which is too bad. It, I love so Sans excited. as a character, but because. We've seen so much of him recently. Sort of b- makes me to believe that his days are numbered because they've built him up as this super villain. Right. Um, they built him up. Last week I brought that up and you guys did not agree with me. What? That Sans? he was a super villain. Well, I mean he's it's, British. We don't have to. So that helps. Amanda, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Last prediction, week I said Amanda. I was like I think he's a super villain, and and you guys were like, what are you talking? about? We were wrong. And then I was well, right. Well, he could be. Well, no, but if he's if he's working with um, Eddie Mora, then he's not a super villain. He's just a, he's a he's like a middle villain. He's like a, <laughs> also a point I brought up, but whatever. <laughs> Amanda's just taking all the predictions now. Anything that actually happens. Amanda's also was taking foretold. boyfriend applications. If you guys are interested. Oh my God! Every week. Every week. And I'm not. Well, just keep sending them. Keep sending them. <laughs> Teasing. 
All right. Let's go uh, home, well, we will see how right you are, Amanda, next week when we have finale part two, the actual full finale for the end of the season. It's been a great season. Yeah. Um, Till then, where can the people find you guys? Thanks so much for listening, guys. Use that hashtag ABTVLimitless. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. And you can find me, Amanda Richards, at AmandaFTA31. Awesome. You guys can find me, your lead host, JB, at Hey John Blake. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Go to the YouTube comment. Tweet at, as Frank said, hashtag ABTVLimitless. We will see you guys next week for the finale. See you then. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 